Welcome to Brownlow Bar, where we discuss Brownlow, footy, beers and bets. Welcome back to the bar. Boys, only one sleep away from uh, the new season. Tybo, Nev, welcome. Bloody excited, mate. You're excited? Feel these nipples! (laughs) (laughs) Well... Ty's turned up tonight, good to see. First time um, for two years. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> especially on the intro, normally a bit dull, mate. Jeez, you're up and about. Yeah, mate, uh, oh, I don't even think I'm going to sleep. I'm going to stay up all all night, all day, and watch the footy tomorrow night. I'm that excited. So and it's not that shitty game they normally start with, Carlton Richmond. <laughs> <laughs> Thank yeah, God. Not that. a fan of them teams. Oh, True that, grand final rematch, mate. So, yeah, how yeah. good, it should always be. So you've had your last sleep before footy? Yeah, that's right, mate. <laughs> yeah, right, hey. I've All had right, my mate. last sleep before the Cats play on Saturday. I'll give you a call in a couple of hours see if you're still up. <laughs> um, as I said, but boys, um, I'm going to hit you with a couple of questions first up before we uh, get into the main part of tonight's show. But um, it is a grand final rematch, boys. First game of the year. Who are you tipping to win it? Damons. Doggies. Ooh, far out. Who what? are you tipping? Doggies. Oh, oh. Yeah. That's because it's full of your um, love, childs. No, 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 Nev. I just think they've got the they've got the mix in this opening game this year to do Melbourne in, and I just don't know if Melbourne have convinced me enough in the preseason, albeit they're toying around with a few positions. Um, your reasoning, Ty? Uh, well, Nev picked the demons, so. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I think um, the doggies are, are full of run. At the end of the year, they only recently got. Dunkley, Trelaw back from yep. injury. Um, they've had a whole preseason and they look fit. So I agree. Um, and yeah, um, they'll be good. Aaron Norton back up in the key forward spot there, firing as well. I think it might be a bit more for Melbourne to have to adjust to. Um, yeah, anyway, that's just my thoughts. Nev, D's for any huge reason, just the fact that they should be the better team still. I Not just, much should have changed I just think in that they're time. Just, the one game where they didn't play too well in the prackies, they literally had their whole top six defenders that didn't play them. And yep. it wasn't because they were injured. They just chose to rest. True, him. true. So I'm not worried at all. And they're freed from desire. So Yeah, yeah. Well, you're right yeah. about that. You can't really read too much into that pracky match due no. to the key outs that they had. But, um, yeah, I just find it interesting as well. You're going in for the first points of the season and you're bringing, I noticed Tom Sparrow's been named in their, in their run on, um, on the ball instead of, say, James Harms and that. I can understand why you're doing it. I just don't know if I want to be toying with that in the... Uh, Opener, I just think it changes their midfield mix a little bit too much, but who knows? Um, he's a smart coach, so you never know, but it should be a cracker, boys, as we said. Um, now, tonight, we're mostly going to uh, focus on uh, suggesting people to lean one or the other way as to how to go about making their selection for the Brownlow winner this year. An early selection. Yeah, absolutely. Um, early one, well, there's plenty of value. There's, the biggest thing is, boys, is it fair to say... The Brownlow medal at the moment, at least in the last, I'd say, three years and going into this year, is it harder now to pick a Brownlow winner? This is not just a scapegoat for us if we get it wrong, but is it harder now to pick a Brownlow winner than what it has been for the last 10 to 20 years, in your opinion? I think so. Is that fair? I think the comp's full of more high-end talent now. I thought you were going to say something else. 100%. Is the the upper echelon of players, let's say, is it far greater... Than what it used to be. Yeah, I think it's it's very well balanced. Um, every team's got that one. Some teams have two, three really, really good players that stand out above the pack. Um, and yeah, it's I think it's changing the way that the umpires are looking at the game with more access and 
um, or media coverage on you know who's who that everyone thinks is playing really well, not just who the umpires think are playing well on the night, which is what they would have been used to back you know ten years ago. Now all the media are talking about it non-stop. Oh, this guy Bont, he's a Brownlow medalist. Look at him. Yeah, um, you know, Ollie you're Wallen's not just getting your, your your daily read of a Sunday mail that mm. gives you your footy feed. It's, it's non-stop. It's everywhere. And you walk down the streets in, in Victoria. Um, you know, there's billboards that that just plaster these big pictures of um, of Key someone players. they're going to see on the weekend right in front of their face. You know, you don't you never used to get that. So, yep. Yeah, it just it just it's it's honestly felt like you know going back five years. Let's say you had you know even only that far back, not not all that far, but you had the likes of Gaza, Fife, um, you know Tom Mitchell, I guess at the time, those sorts of blokes. And now you just you're looking at that top ten from last year, and you're going, yeah, only one of them. They're still prolific, and and so is the five under them. You know, there's a top fifteen to twenty players in the comp now, not. Not a top five, I don't think. So, yeah, it's it's awesome. And best thing about it, boys, from our point of view, is um, a multitude of players being the best in the comp brings a multitude of value, which is what we're after. So, yeah, really looking forward to it. Now, boys, out of the uh, teams going into it this year, which is the bottom eight team from last Bless year you, that you think has the best crack at making the eight this year? Carlton. Yeah, that's yours, Nev? Yep. Yep. Any 100%. particular gives you particular reasons, mate? Anything <laughs> I, I just think that that midfield's really it's gone up a level. I think this year with the introduction of Chera and Hewitt. Now it's not just Walsh and Cripps. They've actually yep. got a really good amount there. Harry Mackay showed what he can do last year. Charlie Kerno's back and fit, so that's exciting. Twin Towers up there. They're going to be a handful for any team. Yep. Um, and with Doc, look like he's going to play round one too. So he's back. Adam Sard with some run, Newman. They got. They just got. They should be able to start mate, a season confidently. Yeah, they're not. They? Rather than in a rut. Not, I don't think they're going to carry players through this season. Those players they've been carrying the last two, three years won't get a gig this year. Yeah. So. Yep. Yeah. Um, Tybo, mate, welcome to be the same team. If you think. Uh, no, no. Um, Carlton are always a disappointment. So. <laughs> um, no, seriously though. No, Fair they will point, be good, though. Nev. But um, but I think the Gold Coast Suns are heading in the right direction um, all the young guys down there they, they just keep signing them for extended periods now Ben King signed the other day for another couple of years uh, which is huge has for the to club. be a few years because he's not yep. playing this year yeah still he's signed for another yeah. few years um, yeah. l- the guys like Lukosius uh, Raul sure Anderson I think Miller yeah, signed on again too Tuke Miller signed for big time as well so they're signing them all building a really good culture and um and long term you know, success. Yeah, I think it's it's gonna show this year that the young guys are all a couple of years older and um and a bit more mature and Raoul looked unreal in the couple of pracky games yep. earlier this uh this month. So Yeah. I um I I, te- I agree with everything you said there, Tybo. For me I just can't if Ben King was there, I'd probably select him. Uh honestly. I just think that that key forward is so hard to replace when they were so Reliant they, on him yeah, they're so reliant on him to start with. I think that Corbett and that can play really good footy, but they still need more than that one or two scoring options, you know. And I just don't know they have that. But um, but on with you, Nev. I think Carlton as well. I just like yeah, they've added. They haven't just added one guy to that group in the midfield. They've added two and quality you know? too. So, and it's and they're good footballs, or, and they can, they're only going to get better. A lot of upside. Um, and the twin towers, yeah. Charlie backs huge as well. So I'm, I'm with you, mate. I like everything you said there. So. Interesting. Wait and see. Um, if that's the case, let's say they did get into that eight. 
Give me a team that misses the eight that was in it last year. Essendon. Yep. Ooh. Essendon. That's, that's a pretty tough call. They're, they'll be right up there again, but... You've got to cull they're, one. They're, they're so if funny. we're trying to make one, we've got to cull one. Well, who made the eight? Neville. Yeah, I... The man with the well, I'll tell you. No, nah, well, it was Port. It was Port. It was Melbourne, obviously. West Coast. West Coast made no, it, No, West Coast didn't. No. Of course they didn't. No, Fucking goodness. terrible. Bombers, Giants, they were Swans, just outside. Dogs. Yeah, they were shit outside. So. Bombers, Giants, Swans, Dogs, <laughs> Lions, Cats, Port, Melbourne. Say them backwards again. Melbourne, Port Adelaide. Geelong, Brisbane, Dogs, Swans, Giants, and Essendon. Swans, Giants, Essendon. Yeah, it's Giants, it's Essendon. Let's put yeah, it that way. It's got to be it? Essendon, I think. I think the Giants yep. will be too good still, but. Oh, I agree with you. Yeah. Essendon for me. I just yeah. don't think that they've made enough changes in the off season to propel themselves further forward than where they. I see them winning the same. Well, who's games, Essendon's um, big power forward? Do they have one? Peter Wright. Yeah, it'd be about it. Is at that the moment. it? So there's no. They don't have. They Escape, got Stringer. Escapes me now. I'm sure there's someone else there, but uh, well, Jackie Stringer when he yeah. plays forward. But they they get and their he goals can play like forward more, more now. Like mm. the bonus to them is they've got a few blokes back fit, like your Jai Caldwell's, Dylan Shield back in the midfield, so Stringer can potentially spend more time forward where they probably do need him if they want to. If they want to entrench um, themselves into the eight, Stringer, whether he likes it or not, probably has to stay as a forward. But um, Mitchell Bishy was Essendon it? as well. No, I'll go different then just to create a controversy and also Sydney Swans. I reckon they'll drop back Missy out. Eight. Yeah, mate. Off your head. Yep. I reckon. <laughs> well, I'm just going to do it interesting. Yeah, no, no give us something shot. as do to it why they could. Well, mate, I reckon they overachieved last year, to be honest. Mm. Well, I you really were off them from the game. I was. Yeah. And, I, I, and I said, look, I got it wrong. But I just, I think it'll be bloody close. And if they miss, it'll be like by game or percentage or something. Yeah, I reckon right, they'll eh? be in with a chance, but, but... They're on the cusp for you. Yeah, yep. I think. So, yeah. And I see Frio really pushing the 8 too, and I think Richmond will bounce back as well. So you could see a few teams bow out that you probably don't think. Yep. Geelong, maybe, hopefully. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, that's, yeah. The hardest, <laughs> that's the hardest part about it. I look at the bottom eight, <laughs> and the teams that are on the improve, it's not just one. We are labelled one there. Well, we've labelled two. Carlton, but you've got, yeah, and Sons. Sons. And you've got St Kilda, Frio... Richmond. And I believe Hawthorne. Richmond. I believe Richmond. Hawthorne can do good things. Yeah, under Sam I Mitchell, think. So. I think you're off your head this year. Well, we'll no, wait and no, see. Definitely make I, it. I like. I, th- I just think they've got a coach that they will look up to hugely, or and it probably can change down to him. He's shorter than an ant. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys. Time to get a little bit of normality back into the pod with one of our regular uh, segments, and we're going to go to the newsroom for Neville's news before the season begins. Alrighty, first one of the year, Neville's News. Now, before I start, I'm only going to talk about the big names this week because, yeah, no one else matters right now. That's what you do every week, Neville. I try to, but yeah. Um, first one, Rory Laird, uh, broken hand, four to six weeks. You can scrub him out straight away. Um, Dane Zorko, um, Achilles problem. They reckon he may start round one, but he's underdone. He hasn't had a pracky match, hasn't been training real well. Um, Wonder if he's going to start in the mids. I don't know. Sam Walsh got that dirty old syndesmosis. Um, now it's supposed to be four weeks, but I don't think he's going to play round one. But they're saying there's every chance he could start in round two. So that'd be quite big if he's only missed one week. Um, wow, bit underdone there. That does bring him into calculations. If he's out for the four though, mm. don't think so. Um, Tommy Mitchell. Um, now, he would have played in the pracky match if it was for premiership points, uh, Sam Mitchell came out and said. Um, but the club decided not to, just because it's groin. They'd just like, rather be safe, give him another two, three weeks off, and 
So yeah, he's right for round one, ready to rock and roll. Um, ben Cunnington, uh, big name, polled quite well at the start of the season before he wasn't able to play anymore. He's still recovering, so no timeline on his return. Scratch him. Um, Callum Mills only played half a game. I think it was two and a half quarters or something like that. Naomi um, tore it to pieces, um, but Achilles tightness to say he's right for M1 too, so just looked after him. Um, that was the game he tore to pieces, not the Achilles? No, just the game, mate. Just <laughs> the game. Uh, Dom Sheed, Syndesmosis, um, probably start of the season, probably three to four weeks maybe Ouch. or longer. So, yeah, that one hurts. Um, Elliot Yo um, done a calf as well. First oh. couple of weeks, he's out. West Coast is... Yeah. <laughs> In trouble. <laughs> they're, 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 they're gone. They're gone. Um, bottom three team for me. Um, and to go with that, Tim Kelly won't play round one. He's got COVID. Oh, you're oh. joking. So, yeah, he's uh, under COVID protocols. He won't play this week. He should be out for next week. But, yeah. Who else is out for, for them? Well, uh, that, um, Liam Ryan's Liam out Ryan, for yeah. health and safety protocols, but not COVID. What does that so mean? I didn't wear a harness when they no, did No, no, I think practice. what it means is his family might... <laughs> I think I think what it means his family might have it. So he's got to isolate because he's a close contact. He doesn't have it yet, but which means he'll get it, so he'll be out next week. Right. Wow. Yeah, they're the, they're just the big names. Unreal, anyone mate. anyone else who's injured or under a cloud, probably not Brownlow relevant at the moment. Could yeah. be a bolter in there, but... Yep, that's probably fair enough. Yeah. Um, Sam Walsh is pretty big. Yeah. Um, I, I, had a, I had a line through him. Because if he misses the first four or five games, it's pretty tough to see him come back and get enough votes when there's the the skill consistency of everyone else that's playing this year um, to come back and win a Brownlow. So if he misses one, that's unreal. Mm. Even two is huge. Yeah, yeah, agree. Um, yeah, everything else in there, mate, very relevant. Um, you got a feel for a bloke like Rory Laird more than anyone there. Yeah. Um, Seriously, like, he's just come along in leaps and bounds, finally gets all these midfield minutes and just racks the pill. Um, yeah, just to miss that much time is going to really hurt. It's going to really damage the Crows. So as much as we're saying West Coast are in trouble, um, oh, yeah, Crows, geez, the, the Crows, Crows start of the season is not real good without him either because he was predominant in there. So. Even with him, they're going to struggle, I think, again this year. Yep. So, All right, fellas. Uh, time to get on to a few other things for the night. Um we are going to speak about right here, right now, the top 10 in the Brownlow last year. Let's focus on those guys. We're going to dissect them a little bit as to uh, who in that top 10 from last year's poll do we believe can win this year's Brownlow medal. And if possible, put a line through a few. Yep. So um, what we've chosen to do here, Nev, you're going to take the first four. That's right. I'll take the next three. And uh, Tybo, the three after that. Who can win it this year still, boys? And who are you ruling out, if any? All righty. Um, we'll start with Wines. So uh, we spoke about this last week, but most Brownlow winners generally fall off a little the next year. So I'm not going to write him off, but I won't be putting any money on him. Um, <laughs> but I'm going to lay him. <laughs> <laughs> um, see, Bo the, the positives are Boke may spend less time in the middle um, as he's ageing, but Butters is coming into the guts, and he's flashy. And he'll still vote because of that flashiness and the way he plays. Like he crashes packs, does lots of stuff that looks real good to the eye. So, um, yeah, Port will be very competitive, but there's no reason why he won't poll well. I just don't think he'll. I don't think he can win it this year. Yep. Big call from Brownlow medalist. Of but course, yeah. We went over the stats last year, and so you're very you're actually, but you're actually saying so at the your final assessment, can win, can't win. You're actually happy to say can't win it. Oh. Fuck. Get off the fence. <laughs> hey, 
Should have given it to Tyson. It's can or can't, isn't it? Can or can't. Can't Won't. How about won't win it? No, it's not. Can we put down might? <laughs> he, I, oh, he can't win it. They never get the rules. He can't win it. All right, mate. Who's next? Uh, oh, the Bont. The Bont. The best lay of the year. Um, they made the GF last year. They'll be right up there again, I think. Um, but there's so many goddamn mouths to feed at that club. So many top tier players. Dunkley's fit again. He'll take votes. McRae polled less than expected this year. I reckon the yumps are going to probably reward him a bit more this year. So, yep. who stole his votes last year? Marcus Bontempelli. Um, he will always poll well, though, because he's the Bont. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I, think he, I think he can win it. Okay. Yeah, right. I think he can win it. But, yeah, but pointing but out... But there's definitely questions there, yeah. I'm yeah. giving you a yeah. couple yeah. of pros, a couple of cons. With Trelaw and playing a full year alongside him... 100%. There's a chance he slides a little as well, isn't there? I think so, yeah. 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 But, like, yeah, that's right. But, because but him not to and say Wines, he still doesn't get... He, yeah, he may lose five, six votes, but not to say he still might not win it. That's exactly yeah. right. That's so. interesting. Fair play. Like, when you were talking about Wines, it sounded like you were going to say he can win it. And when you're talking about him with all the mouths to feed, it sounds like you're going to say he couldn't win it. Yeah, I'm just giving so. you a, f- a pro- few pros you're and cons confusing. for each Very hard so. to read. Um, <laughs> now, Clayton Oliver. Yes. Clayton Oliver. <laughs> Here we go. Premier's from last year. If he stays fit, the only concern is Petraka and Gorn maybe taking some votes from him. No one else in that team's going to take too many votes if he plays well. He's only 24 years old. He's entering prime Brownlow winning age. I had a look the other uh, earlier this morning, actually, and majority of Brownlow winners are 24, 25, or 26. So I don't have the exact numbers, but that was the three years of the most Brownlow winners. Um, every chance to keep to keep pulling votes as well because he's in a winning team. So he definitely can win it. And for me, I reckon he's the favourite at the moment. Yeah, right. So, so yeah. can he win it? Hundred percent, mate. I haven't got much to add to that one. I don't think. I probably agree with everything you're saying there. Hard to find a negative for him. Um, now the fourth player, Sammy Walsh. Now he would have been my Brownlow pick before he hurt his ankle. Um, he may come back early, but I think he'll still be underdone fitness-wise. Um, Cripps looks like he's back to being a ball. Cherry and Hewitt in there to help as well. Um, Giving the others a head start may be too much for him to overcome, I think. Um, but they will win more games. So I think if he's back round two, he could win it. But if he's out for... If he doesn't come back to round four, I think it's too much head start. So, yeah, it all depends on his injury, whether he can win it or not. <laughs> so is he sitting on the fence, Ty? I have to sit on the fence <laughs> yeah, on that one. So I want to see if he's back. I want to see him if he's back. I want to see if he's back. Yes or no? Is he going to win it or not? Can he win it or not? Is he going to be back or not? Can he win it or do you, can he do you, not? Do you honestly think if he misses four games... If he misses four games, he can't make it There's too much water under the bridge? Yeah. What yeah? if he misses two? You saw what he did last year. He went bang. Oh, no, I will talk not about that later. Again? I might mm. talk about that later. <laughs> All right. And Jack Steele hit 15 votes in the last eight games. That's Jack Steele, mate. So we're letting you he say wasn't far he off, might. I will, say, okay, I will say he can win it. <laughs> yeah, well, fine. Thank Good. you for following the yeah, rules. That's better. All right. Okay, I've got the next couple. I think um, I had the hardest. I kick off with <laughs> Darcy Parrish. Oh, pfft. Um, so, oh, you don't rate him. <laughs> you don't fucking don't chance. Oh, wow. oh, so <laughs> Darcy, you I should have done the second one. I said you gave me the hard ones. Okay. Um, Darcy Parrish, boys, his positives, all right? 
He's a bit like Tuke Miller for me in the fact that his work rate is becoming incredible. Uh, he is at every contest and very hard to run with. Um, I think he's found his consistency in his game now, uh, which is something that he hasn't always had in the past, uh, mostly due to lack of midfield. But Wines has shown last year that he was probably not necessarily on face value everyone's opinion of the best midfielder in the game. But consistency gives you votes in more games in the in the year rather than necessarily the top three votes. Um, and he has that consistency. So he's every chance at polling really well. However, his negatives. He's got Dylan Shield returning into the middle. He's got Jai Caldwell, who they're going to want to try and get games into, running through the guts. Even if it is just small rotations, it still eats up a little bit of his time. And I wouldn't be su- surprised if Andy McGrath runs through there a little bit as well as the season wears on. Um... Uh, not just that, but he also, in my opinion, playing for Essendon, will um, will we'll probably win the same amount of games. I don't see them necessarily improving on the amount of games they win, yep. nor falling. <clears throat> Therefore, slightly less votes with other players are in the mix, and also the team not improving with wins. I'm suggesting he can't win it this year. Perhaps next year he might fit the mould more. But are I'm you, saying were you still win. talking about Darcy Parrish? Yep. Far out. Yeah, did I find that much? <laughs> <laughs> Just to say he can't win it. Give the guy a go. He's had a breakout season. So he can't win it? Can't win it. Right. I'm glad you're on board, buds. Can't win it. Um, okay. <laughs> I've got your mate Jack Steele here, Ty. Yes. Now, the positive is he sits on Ty's lap regularly. So he's every chance of getting votes at the bar. But will he get them from the umpires? I'm not sure. Um, no, look, this guy's a beast. He's untaggable. He's a massive tackler. So he's under the umpire's eyes all, all game. Honestly, he's getting slightly better every single year. So, for me, he's, he's right in the frame. Um, he also kicks goals, which I think midfielders, to separate themselves from the other, say, 100 collectors of their team, uh, if they're kicking goals as well, it's even more important Matt to get Fife, the nod. Bontempelli. Exactly, mate. Yep. So, um, and, and Lockie Neal, let's say, yeah. can push yep. forward, kick goals. So, um, <clears throat> now, the only negative I've really got for Jack Steele, honestly, it's hard to find one. But it's, do you believe the Saints make the top eight? That's for you to decide. Uh, if you think they do, he can win it 100%. Even if, you, even if you don't think they can, in my opinion, if they at least finish on the cusp there, ninth, tenth, he can still win it. Worse than that, I'd say don't back him at all. But for me, I'm saying he can win it. Yep. I think Saints can stay around that mark <laughs> and uh, he can get enough votes to win it. I'm with you there. Um, Tom Mitchell's next for me, guys. So the positives for Tommy Mitchell, um, he's returning to his best form, no question. Um, the back end of last year proved that, racked up plenty of votes. Also started to rack 40-plus games again, which he hadn't done probably for two years prior, let's say, uh, battling a few injuries. Uh, the other big positive for him, he's still the most dominant midfielder at his club. No one's really come on board that's going to really do more damage than what he does in and under, uh, getting the pill out. And he's a three-vote getter. He rarely just gets your ones. He's a two or a three-er, and more often than not, he's a three-vote getter, right? Because of that um, that quality 40-plus sort of stuff, which we know 19 out of 21 blokes last year that got 40-plus got two or three votes. Yep. So, you know, pretty big positive there. Um, negatives, it's still Hawthorne's position on the ladder as well. Uh, and probably his injury history of recent years. Um He's not a guy that, for me, can afford to miss too many games, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, normally he could because of his prolificness, but 
don't know if that's a word or not, but I'm running with it. <laughs> <laughs> um, however, not yet. Normally he could afford to miss a few, but not if the Hawks probably sit 12th on the ladder or something like that. Yep. So I don't think he can miss many games. If you think he's going to get injured, stay away. But for me, he's right back into the thick of things. He's fit in the mould, and I think he can win it. Very good. Tybo. Uh, all right, so eighth spot, we've got Boak. Uh, now, uh, we boke about him a lot last year. He was pretty good. But um, I'm going to back in the drop-off. Um, never spoke about it a little bit before. Um, it, you know, he's... He, what is he, 32, 33, It's, it's actually, how old um, he is, eh? I can't believe he, he went as well as he has the last two years. But anyway, um, you've got the likes of Butters, Rosie getting more mid-time, Amon coming through as well. Wines, obviously, through the middle. Um, I think he'll fall out of the votes. Uh, probably like outside the top 20, I think, this Ooh, year. Sharp fall. Big fall for him. Um, so poor fella. Now, um, ninth tracker. Now, I'm genuinely surprised that he finished all the way down in ninth spot last year. Mm. Um, he He's wow. an yeah, outstanding he player. Um, <clears throat> he can definitely rise up the leaderboard. Um, I've heard in the last couple of weeks just everyone saying he's the best player that's playing the game at the moment. Everyone's on about him. Players that he plays with, against coaches of other teams, not just his own. Um, all the media, raps, everyone it? says that he's the best player around, running around at the moment. And what he did in the grand final uh, was one of the best games I've seen for yeah, a long time 100%. from anyone. From an individual. Um, yeah. So, yeah, he'll take a lot out of that. And, um, yeah, big year for, for track. Uh, and can't, in 10th... Can't win it? Yeah, of course he can. <laughs> no, no, he can't win it. <laughs> Um, of course he can. Uh, and tenth Lions, so watch him slide outside the twenty as well. Um, I think he's he's on a big big slide. Um, so again, as with Boke, there's um, a lot of new guys that are coming through the midfield. They've spoken about moving him forward to the wing as well. Um, Lockie Neal's coming back in this year as well, which is going to uh, put a big dent in him. Um, but then they've got Bailey Rayner also running through the middle a lot more this year. Um, so yeah, I think he'll slide right out and not be a chance. On on him, mate. Just out of interest. Yep. Who gets pushed out first, Zorko or Jared Lyons, for the most, let's say, centre bounce attendances? It's got to be Zorko, but hundred percent. But I think so they, they, they've publicly forward. spoken, and and um, Fagan's spoken about moving him um, mm, to the forward, forward line and to the wing, um, okay, to, wing to bring the, well, the other guys through. So they, right. yep. yeah. So McCluggage, I think, Fair. will get more centres, more yeah, CBA so yeah. in there. Yeah. Well, Jared Lyons will pop out there. I think so. Okay. 100% on the Good. So I'm done with him. Yeah. He's out. Can't win it. No. Writ- so we've written a few off in there, fellas. Yep. Yeah. I probably shouldn't have All written right. wines off the former Brown. <laughs> <laughs> <guys, laughs> yeah. We wrote him off last year, boys. How often it. does someone go back to back? Well, well, that's true, remember. too. When I did guess they? that's a negative, too, isn't it? Yep. Can we find that? If any of our listeners know, the last Brownlow medalists go back to back, let us know. We don't want to look it up now. Nick. Probably Goodsy only happened. Did, did he? <laughs> Who? Goodsy. No, he was years apart. All right. What about Dusty? No, not even close. Well, something we'll have to look up, eh? Mm. Something we'll have to research. Okay, now, what we want to do, boys, I want to help our listeners narrow just that little bit more their selection uh, criteria here. So, what we did is, uh, well, what I did, Ty, was ask you to go away, mate. Use that little brain of yours. Um, And we spoke about a mould last week, the mould that's trending for Brownlow winners of recent years. which I'll let you explain again happily. Um, but basically, we want you to find who and which players fit that mould the most going into this season. 
to potentially win the Brownlow medal and then rank them if you could for us, mate, your best. So what did you come up with? Yeah, no worries, mate. And just re- recap, mate, exactly what that mould is you were talking about. Yes, I will. So um, when we speak about the mould, um, obviously there's been a fair bit of rain through New South Wales. We're not talking about the mould that's growing. Oh, uh, it's God. definitely no no players from Sydney or GWS. That's one of the worst I've that's heard. That's horrible. We'll, uh, <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Move along. All right, we'll move along. Um, so... Let's talk about Bev's right off the mould. <laughs> um, oh, where the f- I don't know where the mould is. It's in here somewhere. I'm just going to read from what I've got, all right? And the mould is in here somewhere. I've moulded it into Good, my speech. Great preparation. So, obviously, we need to talk about Ollie Wines. Um, he, he is part of that mould. So, we spoke about, um, you know, last the year before, Not they need it. to be first, second or third. Uh, that's that's part of the mould. So over the last um, 12 years, I went back. Fucking mosquitoes everywhere. Um, 12 years, I went back. Nine of the 12, um, the year before, finished first, second, or third. Um, the ones that didn't um, were, one was Pritis, um, who's come out of nowhere. Outlier, yep. yeah. Um, just came out of nowhere and won it. Um, the other five uh, was injured the year before. He missed like nearly the whole season the year before came out the next year and, and won it. And the other was Dangerfield, who finished, I think, fifth. Um, right. So still thereabouts. Through. Yep. Um, so, anyway. So the last nine years of... Oh, sorry. Nine out of the last 12 years of Brownlow winners. Yep. The come winner first, has, second or has third. the year before come first, second or third. That's right. Been on the podium. Um, sorry. Wow. Um, Wines last year. The okay. year before, he finished in 20th position. Um, but he's he's come out and he yep. was injured a lot last year as well. Wine so yeah, last year yeah. the season um, before. Yeah. Oh, I think he yeah. battled. He, he didn't oh, play. Sorry, yeah, he didn't yeah, play a lot yeah. of games last year. Early on, I think he was injured still. I don't know what he did the year before. He he had that accident on those skis. Um, he's in a never pre-season. been he's never been fit. This is like his first full preseason, and look what he went and did. So yeah. so he didn't play every single game last year. Oh, sorry, last year he won the, the year, before. year before. Yep. Yep. Um, anyway. So, uh, we'll speak about him. Obviously, he finished first. Um, he's, he's had a, a great year. He's a big ball winner. Um, he's, he's got to be in the... In the ...of the 10, um, including the 10. So, he was outside there. He fits the mould. Um, both getting older, obviously, is going to improve his um, potential to score votes as well. Uh, Bontempelli, he's obviously another one that fits the mould. Came second last year. Um, was he outside the 10 the year before? He wasn't. Uh, okay. He was. What was he? Uh, uh, Sorry, mate. You put me on yeah, the spot put here. Yeah, put on the spot. Um, without notice. We'll get, we'll get to that anyway. So I'll find him for you, mate. You continue. Thanks, mate. Um, so... Uh, Fife won the year that he returned from injury. Wines won last year after struggling through 2020 season uh, with injury. Danger finished fifth. Uh, we've spoken about that. Um, and Matt Prittis was the glaring abnormality that uh, abnormality that popped up and won the Charlie in 2014. Um, so, um, so he, he technically, for Fringer's sake, um, he technically finished on the same amount of votes as what ninth would have, but there was a series of like four ties in that. So, um, if, if you know what I mean. So technically, he was around like twentieth position or whatever um, yeah, due to the amount right. of players tying in that COVID year, obviously. That's too. right. So, but 
realistically, um, he was as good as the bloke that, that, that almost finished ninth. So, yeah. Yeah. So, um, with the, the two years before the guys won the Brownlow medal, um, the there's only three players in that 12-year period that didn't finish 10th um, or less um, in that time. They were Gary Ablett, who, who was um, right up there in seventh spot um, two years before he won the Brownlow. Um, Dangerfield, who was fifth. And Dustin Martin, who was also seventh, um, yep. two years before everyone else is um, is outside, outside the tenth. Ten- tenth or less. Which Bont technically was, yeah. So yeah. outside the tenth. So out of the top three from last year, both Oliver and Bontempelli that's right. fit the mould perfectly. Exactly. Um, so yeah, that's where I'm up to now. So Bont finished twentieth in 2020, um, and second in 2021. Umps love him. Media love him. He's he's part of it. He he's fits them all perfectly. Oliver finished tenth, twenty twenty, third in twenty twenty one. It's just the battle of him and Petraka, which never's spoken about already. Um, Demons are definitely still going to win games. They'll be right up the top and in the votes every week. Um, Dustin Martin uh, finished in a tie between fifth and eighth in twenty twenty. Um, he missed most of twenty twenty one injured. He fits the mould set by himself, Danger and Gaz. So of those three players that two years before they won the Brownlow, there were those three players that finish between fifth and uh, seventh, pretty much. Um, so that's where, where he yep. sort of sat in that year, two be. years beforehand. He missed last year with injury. Um, this could be his year. Yep. He's hungry. He's fit. Um, you know, he fits that mould. Dangerfield, the same. He he tied with Dusty that year, 5th to 8th. He played only 13 games last year out of 23 or something games. Um, so he's in that same mould. So you're Just, you're tipping towards the fact that these two could potentially break out again. That's right. Due to so what so these guys, um, obviously that, that uh, Gaz, Danger and Dusty, the two years before, they're the only three in the 12 years that weren't 10th or less yep. in that time. But what they have that the other guys that have won it didn't have at that time is they already recognised guns at the time. Yep, fifth to seventh. Um, and so, yeah, I think that they sort of created their own mould of being that recognised gun already. Yep, um, about to jump into it. That's right. And they they missed, missed the year beforehand. Um, Titch, so he tied 20th in 2020. Ticks that box. Six in 2021. So he's sort of just outside... But um, he's gone from 20th to 6th, so he's sort of building himself back up. He's Does he yep. fit the mould? I think he's he's sort he's, of half there. That yeah, 20th was after a leg break too. That's yep. right. So he's coming back, and he's gone 20th to 6th, and the Hawks were 15th, 16th last year. What were they? Something, somewhere really right down, yep. down the line. And as um, I spoke about earlier tonight, he's um he really is just back to his best. And, yeah. he's, and he's a proven gun, a yeah. lot like. So he's almost a mixture of the moulds, isn't he? Due That's to the right. fact that he's a gun, notably, well, he's won it before. Like he's won the Brownlow before. So yeah, yep. so he's, he is yeah that guy right up top. Parish sort of spoke about he's on the rise. Don't, so don't know if he fits the mould. He's just have come you, up out of nowhere. Have you come up with a rank of uh, of probably the top five to fit the mould going into this year? Uh, I have yes. I've got three players that I've ranked uh, one to three on the mould. So number one, nah, fuck. Ah, oh, excuse me. <laughs> Stuff that. Let's go with three first. So th- third, right. I've got Bontempelli. Yep. Um, I think he, uh, obviously, we spoke about it. He fits the mould. Um, he's the media Darling. poster boy of the AFL. Uh, so three for him. Titch, 
in second spot. Oh, um, wow. Because yep. he's he's half the mould. Well, he's half of both moulds. And uh, and he's on the rise. He's gone 20th to 6th. And uh, better team, stronger team, hopefully. And, uh, and he gets a few more votes again. And number one, there's not much of a surprise, but it's Clayton Oliver. Yeah, um, yeah. He he fits it perfectly. He's tenth to third um, to one to one. Exactly. It's 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 really it's got to be Ollie Wine. A natural Bont progression according to Oliver. the mould. <laughs> and uh, and and the yeah the mould says it's Oliver. All I right. don't want to believe it, but there <laughs> awesome. you go. Very good, mate. All right, boys. Um, Time to get into a little bit of uh, value, fellas, here at the bar tonight. So, um, this is where we're going to give our own little opinions of a couple of bolters that are out there that um, we're just suggesting you shouldn't leave unnoticed, let's say, going into the, your uh, early brown low uh, bets, I guess. So, we've, we've selected two each, okay, just to talk about tonight that we just think just might be left in the whims and perhaps are a little bit under the radar already and should not be at the odds that they are. And... Um, you might choose to have a flutter based on what we tell you about them tonight. So, who wants to take it off here, boys? I'll go. Why not? Neville, give us your two bolters, mate, that are worth talking about. Right, oh. Keeping in mind, we're going to give our predictions a little bit later uh, for our own Brownlow winner and our roughie of, well, to win the Brownlow as well. Uh, and it could be in this mix, I'm not sure. Alrighty. So, I'm going to start off with a bloke I spoke about earlier in Sam Walsh. So, Paying $26 at the moment. Finished fourth last year. That screams overs to me straight away. He's only $26 because of the injury, in my opinion. Um, now, with the talk of him running again, not far away. If he's back before round four, he's every chance if he only misses a week or two. He had 30 votes, and he only polled in 12 games last year. That's almost... Wow. That's like over two and a half per game. That's ridiculous. So, <laughs> great, great hit rate. When he's on, he's on. Um, Carlton are better this year, but they do have a better midfield. So that's probably the one downfall on it, and maybe that might be why he's also out at 26. So, yeah, he was tagged at times last year because Cripps and that were no good, but Cripps and that's back, and you generally tag Cripps to take him out of the game. So, yeah, if he's back round two or round three Sweet. at 26 bucks, yeah. Yep, and our bolters are over twenty dollars. By the way, for anyone at home listening that wants to know, yeah, um, yeah, we have to be over twenty dollars to name a couple of bolters here. So, who's your second pick now? My second one is someone we speak about a lot here at the bar, and that's Jack McRae. Um, he's also paying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jack. <laughs> um, we don't talk about it anymore. We've got we've got new names for Jack. Voldemort. <laughs> he should not be named. <laughs> um, paying twenty six dollars as well. So. Uh, he never gets tagged, and he's a possession getter. Um, him and Bont are the leaders of that team, and they're the ones that will get the votes, well, should get the votes. Um, but last year's shamozzle of him not getting votes in certain games was widely criticised and covered in the media. The umpires, I reckon, may look for him a little bit more because of it. Yep. So there's my other bolter. Some payback votes. Possibly. No, not necessarily, but if hey, he gets a... If he umpires gets a, have always been known to square the ledger. Yep, if he gets a 30 disposal game and kicks a goal, don't be surprised if he gets a three vote over someone who gets 40 votes, 40 disposals, so... Wow. Uh, all right, I've got Took, Took, Took for my bolter. 21 bucks. Can yeah, you believe that's it? That's overs, isn't it? 
What did he finish? Oh, I mean, what did he do? What did he do wrong? Did he finish in the tent? No, <laughs> oh, just outside no, the tent. Just no, outside, about 15th, but, I think. But you yeah. said the Suns are still definitely Suns coming up. Year. More wins, you know. Took took, you know. Get on him. So He's a machine. The, that's the big thing. Suns win more games. That's right. You think he it gets, happens? He gets more votes. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Took is uh, a lock for Sweet. some easy money. What if do he you? Wins. What do you think <laughs> out at twenty ones? Well, obviously, because the Suns don't win enough games. Yeah. Um, and, and the likes of Melbourne, um, Western Bulldogs, their players are up the top, obviously, because they win more games. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, yeah, I think you'll watch him come in. He'll come in to 10s very early in the season when the yep. Suns go 3-0 and again to start the year, as they normally do. Um, yeah, he'll come right in. So yep. if you can cash out on a Brownlow, maybe good, that's, that's your way yeah. to go. Yeah. Anyway, that's number one. Yep. Won't talk about him too much. Uh, Taranto is my number two bolter. My boy. Yeah. He's bolted. Right out of the fucking gates, backwards a long way. He's a hundred one. Use some money. One hundred and one dollars. He's a hundred and one. Hundred and one. Yeah. To win the Brownlow. He's a hundred one. I don't know who at the at the Giants gets more votes than him. Really, when he's up and going, Holy. if he stays in the whole year, um, Tim, uh, not Tim Kelly, Josh Kelly, maybe gets more votes than him. Whitfield well, he, had, he hasn't. Whit- Whitfield he hasn't had a horrible past. Yeah, exactly. But he's the only one that I can really see Whitfield that. Whitfield had a horrible season last year. He does normally poll quite well up. too. So, so clearly clearly, mm. the talk of Taranto playing a lot of time forward has spooked the bookies. It has. So if you get on him early but and he, he can, starts dominating the midfield, oh, which mate, he does. Mate, last year. He, he kicks bags of three if he goes forward. So well, you can't really call them bags, I guess. <laughs> they're bags, <laughs> but they're bags kicks, for a midfielder, mate. Yeah, he kicks wallets of threes. <laughs> so just, oh, jeez, hundreds, $101. Yeah. Taking that. Take Never love that. that another multi this year, Bloody ain't Bloody oath I will, mate. <laughs> He's my boy. All right. Awesome, mate. Um, so my two I've come up with, boys, is, um, all right, Josh Kelly. So the other GWS fella. Uh, now, he's at $51 currently. Um, kind of get it where he's out of the market because he's never really been that prolific Brownlow vote getter as such. Uh, that said... I don't believe he's ever played a full season in his best position in the guards. to date. To date. Full stop. Uh, last year, well, and he's also battled a lot of pre-seasons. Okay? He's actually suffered a fair few injuries for his short-term uh, career. Now, he's uber fit this year, injury-free pre-season. Uh, and he is destined, I believe, to play the entire season as a pure mid, which he's never done yet. Last year, in his first 12 games, I think he would have played probably predominantly forward for at least 10 of them, first 10 rounds. Uh, first 12 rounds of last year, he got one vote. The last 11 rounds last year, when he switched to the midfield, he got 10 votes. There you go. If he plays an entire season midfield, I reckon he can, at a minimum, double his tally, yep. which will get him to 20, all right? Uh, we know probably winning the Brownlow, you want to be around, apart from last year, you probably still want to be tilting towards the 30, but who's to say if he plays midfield... He's not getting more three votes rather than twos in there too. Yep. So I, I just think he's a sniff at 51, so I wanted to talk about him. Uh, the other guy I want to talk about... Now, this might come as a bit of a shock, boys. He's also at $101, Ty. 101 bucks. 101s! GG boys go deep. Yeah, because we're not fucking flogs that sit on the fence <laughs> now. <laughs> Max Gorn. Oh, oh, that's not bad. Fucking Ruckman, I hear you say. Yep. Don't worry about it, boys. Here's what I want to tell you about Maxie. Um... Maxi, yes, he's a ruckman. <laughs> However, will he be just ruckman all year? Some would say if you're the best ruckman in the game and you can't get three votes, how are you going to go elsewhere? 
Well, let me tell you, have you ever seen the guy when he drifts back and just plays off half-back and intercept marks? Mm. How much pill he racks up. Did you ever see in the grand final last year when he got pushed forward and decided to bomb? How many goals did he bomb? Six or something, didn't one Six. Unbelievable. Six or something. Unbelievable scenes, Max. What I'm saying is, if he gets released out of the ruck for up to half a game at times, is he actually more chance of being seen by the umpires? I think he could be, because I think it could help him dominate a game from start to finish all over the park. He will be like a two-metre midfielder because you'll see him that often still okay I actually think it'll put him in the umpire's eyes more than what it is when he's just ruck tapping um, so yeah completely opinionated there but I just think $101 is ridiculous this is a guy who has finished 13th two years ago in the in the Brownlow count and 17th last year okay umpires love the bloke he's basically a token figure in the game and um could he be the guy that breaks the midfielders only Brownlow mould? Um, I just think he can dominate a game from start to finish. And I personally believe he's at the peak of his career this year. Mm. So You're right. Yeah, if Jackson yeah. does take more of the, the, the ruck, um, he will stand out. Because when he played against Jong in the last round, he ripped them to pieces. Jackson. Didn't get the three, though. No. Or Gorn. Gorn. Yeah. Yeah. He took marks galore and kicked goals galore. I think he kicked five that game as well. But he didn't get the three votes that game. It was Oliver. Yeah. I think they and, got and the look, three in the Oliver and Tracker there too. So exactly. it makes it difficult for him potentially to win the Brownlow, mm. which is why I'm not selecting him as my actual roughie to win it he's a this year. But he's a bolter at $100. That mm. If it becomes a really tight year and he dominates enough three-vote games, he could he could be thereabouts, right? Mm, definitely. So. All right. Um, well... It's now or never, boys. It's time to lay our own predictions out there for the year. Uh, Tybo's got bragging rights after last year's predictions. Ended up being the winner, mate. Well done. So you can go first. So let's piss that year off and get <laughs> on to this year. Um, who's your Brownlow winner, Ty, this year and why, mate? Well, uh, why, why mess with a formula that works? Uh, look, I really wanted to go with the mould and, and say Oliver. But I just can't do it. Oh, so you going to? You did oh. you just say why mess with no. the formula that works? Yeah, I pick someone else in the mold. <laughs> I did. Oh, the other um, part of the. Formula. No, I'm not going with. The, I'm not going with the mold. I'm stepping away from it. Oh, <laughs> I just look. Jeez, I, I'm glad we I got love you to it. Do the segment. I love it. I really wanted to go it and back it, but I just I we spoke about it. You can't picture that redhead. With a bloody I medal around his neck. That's why I picked him last yeah. year. You can't see him doing it. I you can see so. Bond doing it. You can't see Clayton Oliver, dirty redhead mop. I can't see Clayton doing it. Nah, stuff that. Petraka, again, I'm going two years in a row on this this bloke. It backfired against me last year. Listen to this. The media is going ape shit about this guy. Everyone is talking about him as the best player in the competition. Um, It's him. He's going to win it. Christian Petraka. Only paying eight bucks, by the way. He's the third favourite outside Wines and Bont. But I think he's got it. Momentum. Jeez. After last year's dominant performance in the grand final, um, he's won the, the Norm Smith. He's taken Charlie home this year. All right. Awesome, mate. Fair enough. I won't give any rebuttal. We just It's a wait and see. Because, I mean, at the end Good. of the day, we all know he can win it. So yeah. he's got the talent to win it. So mm. there's no point putting knocks on the boat, really. Uh, Nev, you want to? Yes. So the question is, do I go three years in a row? With, with three, with, with three oh, I knew you would. With Patrick Cripps. <laughs> knew you would. 
but I'm not going to. Oh, surely. But I'll tell you what, when I saw him in the preseason, I was... When I saw him in the preseason, <laughs> I was. But oh, no. When I saw him, I thought Nev's got he him again. He didn't even have Walsh beside him. I know. That's and, that, and that's why Walsh isn't my pick either. He would have been. Clayton Oliver. I've gone with the mould, mate. Paying 10 bucks. Third last year with 31 votes. Only polled in 13 games and got 31 votes. So that's about two and a half a game the as only well. Only polled so in 13. Only polled yeah. in 13 games, mate. Wow. So, yeah. Um, track is a concern. Ty's just literally said it. On, he'll take votes, and you said Gorn earlier. Um, but he outscored him easily last year, and Tracker was a friggin' beast all year. Um, Oliver did have a five-game stretch where he only gained one vote. If he can get that sort of quiet period out, yep. there's no reason why he can't win it. Um, and they're right in the hunt for back-to-back flags, so they're going to win a shitload of games. Clayton Oliver at $10. All right. I've gone good, the redhead. Good job. I reckon I can see him with it around his $10. neck. $10. Remember when he was 46 last year? Yeah, but he didn't win and it, I did he? I missed him by that much. <laughs> um, all right. Fair play. Um, sorry, boys. My selection, he's probably not in the mould. But I believe, if I look back on it, he might fit the old mould. <laughs> the old mould. <laughs> um, it's you good we've gone different, you, though. Well, your danger field type, uh, danger field dusty type thing, right? Proven... Vote getter. Proven is winner. It, is it Nat Fife again? Proven winner. No. It's not, <laughs> it's not, <laughs> Nat, Fife. It's not Nat Fife. I couldn't bring, <laughs> couldn't bring myself to put myself through the same pain again. Oh, what you It's Lockie Neal. Oh. Um, boys, by all reports, firing on all cylinders currently. Um, super fit. I don't personally believe the bullshit about him going forward whatsoever. Uh even if he does, it'll be very, for very, very small amounts of time. And when he does, he'll probably still kick two goals. Um, I'm sticking fat with him. I think he is still the most prolific ball winner at the Lions. I don't see anyone that comes into the middle to join him this year ever being the same accumulator as what he is. And I just think, back to full fitness, he can cut an absolute rug once again. So, lock your nails for me. All fair points. What's he paying? Nine bucks? Yeah, nine at the moment, Nines, I think. Yeah. Fourth, fourth in line behind track, yeah, cool. I believe. Um, all right. Bolters. Bolters. Our own Bolters. Yep. Brownlow Bolter. All righty. Who do you think can and or will win the Brownlow at huge odds? I think a lot of people can win it. <laughs> it's unreal. But it has to um, be over $20. Over 20 But bucks. the bloke that's uh, fitting the mould for next year to win it, uh, I've picked this year because if he doesn't win it, he's going to come close and he will finish top three. So if you get him each way... Um, he's paying 21 bucks. It's Cal Mills. Neville spoke about him earlier. Um, he's a real contender. He's the prototype for the Brownlow medalist, a new prototype, the guy that just gathers pill consistently. Um, you know, the last last few, we've had Tom Mitchell, we've had Lockie Neal, Oliver Wines, all that massive ball winner. Um, Kennedy and Parker getting on. Um, he's the one that's going to benefit out of that. Um, so watch him skyrocket this year if he stays fit if his Achilles holds up um, he's a red hot shot yep good I'm on with you there Ty you going him I have gone him and we didn't speak about this before the podcast either this is all random so yeah I've gone with him mate you've said it all Um, last year was his first year in the midfield this is the year he gets noticed so we spoke about that last year about players being good Mills was one who probably deserved more votes but didn't get them 
the fact that he still got as many votes as mm. he did, though, he, he in, got the in, most his, in his Swans. single and only really breakout year, it's not like mm. he was noticed the year before. It's very promising. It's, it's pretty huge. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, and he only polled in seven games. He only played 18, polled in seven for, um, yeah, 18 votes. Mm. So, yeah, polled in seven games for 18 votes. So, once again. Right. He polled in 14. He ties for the Brownlow medal last year. <laughs> yeah, Going pretty much. Yeah. Really? So, yeah, I'm on with you there, votes. Ty. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. My turn then, since you're both on Mills. Um, this is good. It's, it's worked out pretty well. Because I'm not going to lie to you, I was probably tipping Mills. However, I haven't just changed now. I've changed I've changed, <laughs> I changed a little while back. Um I changed based on the fact that it's an, it's an Achilles injury. For me, I'm not tipping a guy that's coming off an Achilles. It's just such a long-term injury. Even if they say it's going well, it might go well for four weeks and turn to shit again um, just with soreness. So I'm just backing him to potentially miss a few games throughout the year and therefore I don't want him... I don't want my weight on his back as well with that bad Achilles. <laughs> so I'll leave him alone. And I'm going to tip at... I don't know what he's paying to be honest. It's over 20. I know that much because I had to look it up. But um, Cam Guthrie. Oh, he's paying um, up 50s, I think. Now, I hope Cam's not listening because it probably sounds a bit awful, but it, it just sounds sounds a bad name to be a Brownlow winner at the moment. Um, it just doesn't quite look 81. as prolific as... What's he paying? 81 bucks. Oh, thousands. Of course he's paying that much. He's <laughs> wow. not even the best player in his family. So here's, <laughs> here's the thing. Um, it's not your typical... Brownlow winner, I guess, at the moment. It's certainly not the mould, but you don't expect uh, someone in the mould to be out, outside 20s at the moment. So um, the thing is, his last two years, he's finished 15th, uh, top 15 in the Brownlow. Last two years in a row. So he's already noticed by umpires. Umpires like him, even when he's not actually... He's certainly not your spectacular player. You know, he doesn't do the, the things that Bontempelli or Petraka do by any means. But to still be coming in the top 15 in the Brownlow... Pretty good. I think it's going to be a tight year this year in the Brownlow. I expect the winning number to be maybe more around the 27, 28 mark instead of in the 30s um, due to a lot of guns hopefully being full fitness. And the other thing is I don't see anyone in Geelong coming into that midfield that threatens what he's already doing. And I've noticed a trend in recent years that Danger doesn't tend to get three votes unless he actually does kick goals during his midfield games. Right, I just don't know what it is, but I feel like the umpires go, Danger's good, but he's just doing what he always does. When he kicks two goals to go with it, Danger gets three votes. When he doesn't, Geelong are generally a good team that win games, and when Danger doesn't kick goals with his possessions, the the bloke that gets the votes is their biggest accumulator. In recent years, it was Selwood, maybe Duncan here and there. Now it's Cam Guthrie, and I just think he's getting better and better about to hit his peak. Other thing is, when he gets votes, they're three votes. They're very rarely ones and twos. In the last 13 times he's polled in the Brownlow medal, eight of them have been three votes. Ooh, so not bad. Good if, stat. If he, can, if he can just get, you know, another, say, three games where he gets votes, gives him another nine votes, potentially, to add to his tally. So, Cam Guthrie, $81. Yeah, I'll be on that then. <laughs> I had no idea. It was that I was expecting to be at 30 to 40. There yeah, there you go. You go. Mm. So uh, our lays now, I suppose, uh, we're going to talk about the guys that aren't going to win it. Now, yes. If I had known you said Cam Guthrie, I said that guy. This, <laughs> but, this is, not, but, so, um, but I won't go. rules with the lay, Ty? Top, top 10? They've got to be top 10. That, yeah, top 10 right. in the market. That's right. They have to be top 10 in the that's market all. going into this yep. year. Yep. Uh, they can't be someone that's already out injured for the year, I suppose. We wouldn't be able to do that. Well, they we wouldn't be speak in the top 10 anyway. Well, probably. obviously, last year... Um, 
this bloke. No, Real he, was he not went round before round two. In, two. His, in his defence, in round one, he, he was, was injured in round two. Okay, so my lay is Nat Fife. Is he top ten? Is he top ten in the market? He well, is, he is, yeah. Top 10 well, in the market. He's top ten in the market. Um, paying 15. No, is he 15 bucks, I think? I think yep. he rounds out the um, 10, doesn't he? Yeah, he is. He does. Uh, I just can't see him stringing enough games together to be a threat. Andrew Brayshaw, um, Sarong are all in there. Young guys just busting a move, getting real good. <laughs> busting a move? Um, you know, they're the guys. Andrew Brayshaw, he was very close to being my roughie. Um because he, he is outstanding. Watch now. out he's, for him, mate. He's just gone up and up and up. He's way better than his brother, uh, brothers. Anyway, he can't win it. Not a chance. See you later, Nat. Cool. Nat Fife. Well, I'm... Um, wow. You, you, you realise you've just laid a dual Brownlow winner. <laughs> yeah, he can't win <laughs> it. He cannot he's win won it. enough. <laughs> well, um, I'm going to pull a Ty Clarkson. And um, I'm laying Lockie Neal. I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> and I'd done it before you even oh, read it all down. Look <laughs> at all my points. I don't need your points. Um, shit. I'm a like I'm a Lions fan. I love him, but I think there's too many good players in there now. Um, They're the same blokes, mate. That have been mate, the last there's two more years. young ones that are going to go through there. Um, Bailey, Rayner, they're they're both like flashy. Don't be surprised they get a vote here or there. Barry's back. He'll be the one in getting a lot of the ball. Lockie Neal likes to. Obviously, he's an accumulator, so he's every chance. But players like Rich and Dennehurst still votes every year. He doesn't like a tag, um, and I reckon the tag goes to him. So if if they need it, um, and he, he the co- the Brownlow he won, I call it the COVID Brownlow. It was short on quarters. He could stay on the ground longer, and it helped him with his high possession games because his time on ground could be massive. So I know the year after was normal, and he was injured, so that isn't really much but he's never really been right up in the top echelon of vote getters so what'd you call it? The he co- won't leave the COVID the ground this year, the COVID Brownlow mate yeah, that he might won't, catch on he won't leave catchy. the ground this year we'll tosser. see mate he'll probably leave in the first round of the shoulder 98% time on ground uh, I, I think you're right Buds he, he's, he fits the mould <laughs> so Locking, yeah Locking but good. I'm laying him alright no, you're a Jeez. Remember last it makes year? it interesting yeah no it makes yeah. me more confident because who'd you lay last year just remind me Bunt Bunt Patrick yeah, where'd Bont finish? Not first. <laughs> I laid Patrick Cripps. <laughs> Did Bont runner up last year? Top three? Yeah, Bont not first, was, was he? Yeah, no. Not first. Year before. Yeah. All right. Nev gives me confidence when he lays someone at every chance. Well, uh, he doesn't <laughs> lay anyone very often. <laughs> Have you seen this bloke? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I am laying Darcy Parrish to not win the Brownlow That's medal this year. Good lay. Um, like what the kid's about, uh, he's, he's got huge upside and he's going to be... Uh, more and more prolific as as his career goes on. However, with more players back through that midfield, um, the rotation will just become that little bit more on him that he won't quite get the minutes in there. I also think that he played well enough last year that he'll actually get some attention this year. He won't get off scot-free. A little bit like what happened to Lockie Neal um, since, his, since his win of the Brownlow. Uh, obviously, the attention came to him. It's going to come to Parrish as well, probably more so than Merritt maybe because he's been more damaging in recent times. And I just don't think Essendon win enough games for me to say that he gets enough three votes to be a Brownlow winner. So I want my Brownlow winner winning more games than what Essendon are going to. So if I'm wrong about Essendon, I'm wrong about Darcy. But uh, yeah, hopefully it's a good he can't win it. So, okay, boys. Well, that's predictions done and dusted. Um, so we'll jot them down. Make sure we uh, yeah, have them listed for uh, bragging rights come the end of this season. And now it's back to another segment, boys, to wrap it up. 
We're going back into the bars. Best bet. Tybo, lead us away, mate. Best bet. All you're right. up first. Yes, boys. And I've got a ripper for us. I haven't spoke to you guys about it at all, so your uh, reactions right now will be genuine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just something new for I'll Neville. I'll genuinely tell you how I feel about it. Now, yeah, now just keep this in mind. Last year, yeah, yep. we did finish up, boys, at the end of the year. Yep. We finished up a couple yeah, hundred or something like that. No, but we had, we but we had a horror start to the yeah. season. I think we mm. went four straight or something without a win. I think it was, more win. Than that. I think it was like mm. six. <laughs> so no pressure, Ty. Yeah, I'll start us off on a great foot. Don't stuff it up. I won't. I won't. <laughs> now look, uh, grand final last year. Obviously, it's a grand final rematch this game. So we're going on the grand final rematch. Um, <clears throat> we missed that bet. Our last best bet by one. It was that fucking Kasaya Pickett. He didn't kick a goal in the grand final after kicking one every single game that he played throughout the year. Flog. Missed it in the GF. So, he's not in our bet. He's out. Got rid of him. We've got Dale, Smith and Daniel for 20 disposals. Last week, they all smashed that. They went 22s, 23s each for those three guys. So, they're all good. So, that's <laughs> Bailey Dale. He's confident. Bailey Smith. Bailey Smith and Caleb Daniel, 20 disposals. And I've also got Fritter in there for two goals, two plus goals. So his last game he played, five goals um, last week. Grand final, what did he kick? Six, six goals. Kicked a bag the week before. He's a dead Mate, on kicker. He is unreal. He's a great yeah, forward. Phenomenal. Um, so back him for two goals. And that gets us $3.50 uh, with sports bets. So nice little uh, money builder there to get us started for the year. Pretty awesome. happy with it. I like it. Yep. All right, so the uh, account's full, boys. We're ready to reload for another year. So, Lock and so sweet, mate. I like that. 50, 50 a week as a... Yeah, as a bar. Yep. Straight into our uh, bar's best multi. And we'll keep a tally and see where we end up. Unreal. Right. All right, boys. So just talk about next week quickly. We're going to move in next week. We're going to talk Coleman medal next week. Uh, obviously, it's going to be round one, done and dusted. Unbelievable. It's finally here. Uh, so we're going to go into our Brownlow votes for that first round obviously we'll give a small description as well before we get into them as to how we judge our Brownlow votes uh, each and every single week so that the new listers have an understanding and a um, couple of other segments might be back as well boys, so a couple of the uh, original ones, so really looking forward to it you be back to normal next week Unreal. looking forward to it until then, adios see you later, <laughs> ciao <laughs>